you know, we have a great worship team here at Image Church. Um, they all on vacation. <laughs> but I tell you what, one of them was here today. Amen. Caleb, I want to say, brother, thank you. That was awesome. And I appreciate you, Caleb. You know, when someone stands up and sings, it's one thing. When they stand up and sing and they got Jesus in them, you can tell it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, anointed worship, brother. Um, and we are grateful for the evidence in you. <laughs> and um, that song, oh, you may be seated. I'm sorry. Are you stand? <laughs> yeah, relax. That song, the battle, Lord, belongs to you. It kind of goes with the message today. Uh, it's not my battle. Thank you, Lord, it's not my battle. Because if it was my battle, um, we'd be in trouble. We would be in trouble. Freedom, true freedom. What is true freedom? What is freedom? It's the 4th of July. As Harsh said this morning, it's the 4th of July in Britain. It's the 4th of July in Australia. It's the 4th of July in Iraq. It's Independence Day in America. Amen. <laughs> Sadly, most do not know or understand anymore the truths of what it really means. And every year it seems like more and more we're losing that. We're losing an understanding of what true freedom and independence is. I recall growing up, and um, I know it's going to be hard for you all to believe this, but in 1976, our country turned 200 years old, and I was here. In 1976. I know, Mike, you probably weren't, but I was. I was not quite five. I turned five two, two months later. But I remember a patriotic nation, a nation that was excited. You know, the fireworks were a little bit brighter, a little bit more that year. Even though our country was not in a very great place, really, we had just had a president resign and there was a presidential election going on that year. And Vietnam had ended right about that time. It was um, not a great time in America, but patriotism was still serious. People loved this country. There were some nuts, yeah. We always had some nuts. Nuts who felt it was appropriate to spit on soldiers when they came home. And there were some crazy ones that wanted to burn the flag, but we still loved our country for the most part. And as I grew and I watched our country get a little older and I was getting a little older, the 80s came along and patriotism was stronger than ever and the 90s even. And then we had 2001, we were attacked. <laughs> and after that, you couldn't buy a flag. There weren't none to be found. Everybody had them. Patriotism, America, God bless America. Then, I oh mean, boom, something happened. And it all seems to have went out the door. Sadly, so many in this world long for freedom. And we don't understand. We really don't. I was talking recently about um, the freedoms we have. And, you know, we go to Nicaragua and you know, they have a lot of freedoms there to a certain extent. But it's not like this. 
It's not like this. You say, well, it can't be that bad. It's, well, they have socialized medicine. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, it's not all that great. And if y'all remember Pastor Bill when he decided to saw off his finger, he went to a, a private hospital. He didn't go to a socialized hospital. We don't know what might have happened if he'd have went there. But um, you say, well, you know, they, um, the folks down there, most of them make in a year what the average American makes in a month. Well, it's cheaper to live there, right? Well, yeah, probably, but cheeseburger there costs the same it does here. Am I right, Daphne? A gallon of gas there is more than it is here. And we go down there and we build them their little 10 by 10 house. 10 by 10, that's about right right here. (laughs) And they're so happy. They're so happy to receive that unair conditioned tin box. If you've ever been to Nicaragua, it's a very cool climate. <laughs> December is 98 degrees, just like July is 98 degrees. They have no air conditioning, but they're happy. They're happy. They have a freedom that we don't have, quite truthfully. <laughs> freedom is truly something we take for granted here in the United States. And I have no doubt if we continue down the path we're on right now, um, we're, we're going to find out that we didn't know what we had till it's gone. But um, I'm really, um, I'm not here today. I know it's 4th of July. I know it's Independence Day. But I'm not here to talk about the United States. I'm here to talk about true freedom. True freedom. I encourage you, though. If you have time, uh, some of you younger ones in particular, you might, might want to go read about our country. Read what it means to be an American. <clears throat> but true freedom, true freedom isn't in a country. It isn't in a possessions. You can be as rich, you can have as much money in the bank as anybody, but that's not freedom. True freedom comes in a person. His name? Anybody know? Amen. His name is Jesus. That hope, true freedom, is only available through Jesus Christ. You can wave a flag all day. You can drive a Rolls Royce. You can live in a mansion on the lake. But if you ain't got Jesus, you ain't got freedom. You ain't got freedom. I'll be focusing today from the letter to Philippians written by Paul. Um, Paul ministered in uh, Philippi during his second missionary journey. He spent about three months in that city. Um, he got to know the folks there pretty well. And so he wrote them a letter called Philippians. It's a short letter. It's only four chapters encourage you to read it later. I'm going to be pulling some verses out of it, but it won't take you long to read the whole thing. It's a letter of encouragement, a letter of hope, a letter about freedom. Paul had written some letters in his time that were a little difficult to read for the folks he sent them to. There were corrective letters. Go read Corinthians first and second. Uh, A little tough, but this letter was different. This letter was a letter of encouragement. He wrote four letters that are unique 
This was one of them. He wrote them from a jail cell. A jail cell. He wrote Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, and Philippians from jail. You say, well, hmm, Pastor Darren, you're going to preach a message today about freedom from a letter that was written in jail? Amen. That's the cornerstone of what this whole message is about. Freedom, true freedom. <laughs> During his first day there with the folks, um, he brought to faith many people in, to Christ. He brought many people to Christ uh, as he ministered, one being a lady named Lydia, a business lady, a seller of cloth, and she became a great leader in that city for Jesus. She allowed Paul and others who were traveling on behalf of Jesus to stay with her. He also uh, was known to lead a dude that was a jailer. There was an earthquake thing. Y'all ever hear about that? <laughs> he loved the people there. And this letter was not written to them uh, to address a crisis or uh, in response to something bad happening. Again, um, he wrote to express his appreciation, his love, his affection for the people there. Probably more than any other church. He says in Philippians, he appreciated their giving back to him. They supported him. They loved him. And again, he never pulled punches with anybody. He always caught it like he saw it. And if you need a correction, he gave it. And sometimes I think about this letter and it's a, it's a, it's a nudge to us to not always see the negative. It's easy to write that review of the restaurant that you had poor service in. Everybody does that. But sometimes we need to write the response that, hey, it was awesome. You know, thanks for the meal, it was great. Sometimes I get frustrated with a certain chicken chain that sells God's chicken, and they, they don't give me my tea that's good. And I wanna fuss at them, and I do, but when I get good tea, I gotta let them know I got good tea. They gave me bad tea last week, and I sent them a letter. They gave, they gave me good tea this week, I sent them a letter. Hey, the tea was better. You gotta encourage people too, right? Lift people up. And that's what he did. He lifted them up. And he lifted them up from a jail cell. A jail cell. <laughs> Come on now. It's real easy to wallow in your bad times if you're laying in a jail cell in chains. Philippians is a book of highly quoted verses. A lot of verses come out of that book. I won't get into them. He who began a good work in me. Right, we know that one. To live is Christ, to die is gain. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Great verses, great, great encouragement. And Paul loved that church. Clearly, he loved that church. And he wanted them to know, even though I'm in chains, even though I'm in a prison cell, I'm going to take time to let you know how free I am and how free you are and how blessed I am to know you. Even though he was suffering, no doubt. He had to be suffering. He's in a prison in chains. That can't be easy. But Paul was okay. We read from Philippians 1, verse 12 through 14. 
I'll be reading from a New Living Translation. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here, everything that has happened to me here, <laughs> everything that has happened to me here, everything has helped to spread what? The good news. <laughs> Come on now. He's in jail. But everything that's happened to me here has helped spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I'm in chains because of Christ and because of my imprisonment, because of my imprisonment, because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here gain confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. <laughs> That's freedom. That, my friends, is freedom. Can you be in a jail cell and preach that and say that? That's freedom. You might be locked up, but <laughs> it's a level of freedom that we don't understand. No matter our circumstances, no matter the situation we're in, we can never lose focus that it is okay. With Jesus, it is okay. Freedom like you don't know freedom, it's okay. Some of you may have heard of this, may have seen it. I'm going to show it today in here. I was thinking about this message. I was thinking about freedom, and I thought about this young lady, and she touched my heart. I saw it live. I don't watch TV much. Rosa will tell you, we don't watch TV in our house hardly ever. We don't have cable. We stream some stuff, but I just happened to watch this night and saw this. And I want to introduce you to, if you haven't seen it, I know Betty was like, who is this? And I said, you'll find out. Some of you probably saw it. But you'll see it now again. If you're watching online, you probably will not be able to see this. We can't stream it. You'll hear it, but you can't see it. I encourage you to go watch it later. I want to introduce you to a lady named Jane. She also goes by the name Nightbird. Robert. So happy to be here. Oh, we're happy you are. What's your name? My name's Jane. When I sing, I go by Nightbird. Oh, that's nice. Nightbird. That's right. Uh, did you sing? Do you sing for a living? Um, not not recently. Where are you from? I'm from Zanesville, Ohio. Okay. How old are you? I'm 30. 30 years old, and the dream is to be a singer. What are you going to be singing for us tonight? I'm singing an original song called "It's Okay." It's okay. Yeah. It is. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. What is It's Okay about? Uh, it's Okay is the story of the last year of my life. All right. And who are you here with? I'm here by myself. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do for a living? Um, I have not been working for quite a few years. I've been dealing with cancer. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. All right. Can, can I ask you a question? How are you now? Uh, last time I checked, I had some cancer in my lungs, my spine, and my liver. Wow. So you're not okay? Uh, well, not in every way, no. You got a beautiful smile and a beautiful glow, mm -hmm. and nobody would know. Thank you. It's important that uh, everyone knows I'm so much more than the bad things that yes. happen to me. Yes. All right. 
Sing for us. Good luck. Nightbird. Because singers come on, and, and I and I think about authenticity. You know, when you feel it, when it moves you, that felt like the most authentic thing I have heard this season. That was surprising to you. It was powerful, it was heartfelt, and I think you're amazing. You gave me chills. I mean, your voice is so beautiful to listen to. It was beautiful all the way around. Your voice is stunning. Mm -hmm. It is. Absolutely stunning. And I, I totally agree with what Howie said, you know, about authenticity. There was something about that song after the way you just almost casually told us what you're going through and, oh, you know. You can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy.
There are, however, there have been some great singers this year. Um, and I'm not going to give you a yes. I'm going to give you something else. is not zero percent. Two percent is something. And I wish people knew how amazing it is. You blew us all away. You are the voice we all need to hear this year. That was way more than okay. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. God, that really got to me. It pushes all the heartstring oh. buttons, right? And yet she's still so strong. There's a lot here to unpack. It's hard to drink water and hold a microphone. I researched her a lot. And Robert told me she went to Liberty University where we're alumni. I don't mean she's a Christian, so I, but um, she is a Christian, by the way. And has, an unbelievable testimony. Um, first of all, doctors found cancer in her breast in 2017. She had it removed, had a double mastectomy, deemed cancer-free. Hallelujah. Along the journey at 26 years old at that time, her husband decided that he couldn't do it anymore. So now she's divorced and going through cancer. And she called him the love of her life. And can you imagine the pain, the struggle that must have been? Going through a divorce and you got cancer. And, and she says, she says, sometimes my faith was tough. It was tough. My faith was tested. It was difficult. She said, but I always kept knowing Jesus was there. He was always there. New Year's Eve, 2019, the world didn't know what was about to happen, right? Well, for her, she found out on New Year's Eve what was about to happen. To her, the cancer was back. Now it's in her lungs, as she said, her spine and her liver. She was given six months to live. <laughs> Fast forward to this past year. Uh, oh, this past, this past uh, spring, she goes on American Idol. American, American Idol. America's Got Talent. <laughs> She's fighting for her life in a pandemic. She's got cancer all over her body, but she wanted to tell a story. 
It's okay. It's okay. I was a little concerned. I thought, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't play that song. So some people might not get what she's saying there. It's okay to be a little lost. We're all a little lost. Uh, it's not, she's not talking about being lost as in it's okay not to know Jesus. She's saved where she's saved. It's not okay not to be saved. It's okay though. In this world where we face trials and tribulations, it's okay some days when you wake up and you're a little bit lost. What am I going to do? We're, I'm being honest with you here, folks. Some people might say, oh, you can't say that. No, no, no. You have to wake up every day. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, when you're going through it, <laughs> that verse in this world will face trials and tribulations. But Jesus has overcome this world. It's one of the most over misused verses in the Bible, I believe. It is. It is. <laughs> what she's saying is, and what he's saying is, you're going to go through it, but it's okay. Why is it okay? Because I've overcome it. The verse doesn't say, you're not going to have to worry about anything, I've overcome it. He said, you're going to have to go through it, but at the end of the day, I have overcome it. Amen? Amen. Health issues. <laughs> Health issues. You got to go through them. Right? Had to go through some surgery, right? It wasn't okay, was it? No. I've never gotten a diagnosis like she got. Pray I never get one. I was in the room when the doctor told my dad he had pancreatic cancer. <laughs> I don't know what that did to him. I know what it did to me. <clears throat> We've all been there. We've all went through stuff. We're going to go through more stuff, but guess what? It's okay. When you got Jesus, you got freedom. You got true freedom. You don't have some temporary freedom. You got freedom to stand up there and say, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No matter what you're going through, you got freedom. Companies closing, shutting down. You don't have a job anymore. Hey, that's a trial, right? <laughs> that's a tribulation a little bit there. But guess what? It's okay. Your kids are a mess. You don't know what they're doing now. And you, you're confused how in the world. Doesn't matter if they're five years old or 35 years old and they ain't acting like they ain't got no sense. That's a trial. It's a struggle, but guess what? With Jesus, true freedom, it's okay. It's gonna be okay, amen? It's gonna be okay, but sometimes we find ourselves a little lost. This is a quote from Jane Nightbird. <clears throat> on how we should respond, I believe. She said this, I believe that God can heal in one instant. He can. I also believe that no good thing does he withhold. So there was something God was growing in the field that's in me, that is me. And if God had pulled up all of the hardship too soon, it would have also pulled up all of these miracles he did in my spirit. <laughs> you say, okay. Let's go back to Philippians. 
1, 12 through 14. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, everything that has happened to me here has helped spread the good news. Everything that has happened has helped spread the good news. I'm in jail. Man, it would have been nice if God had pulled me up out of jail a little bit sooner, but I'm here. And I'm, look what's happening because I'm here. We go through some stuff. Do we want out of it? Yes. But it's okay. Because God uses circumstances that we go through. Now, God doesn't put us in those circumstances. No. God don't make me go break my leg so I can show somebody how to walk around with a broke leg. But because I have a broke leg, I can show somebody how to walk around with a broke leg. Praise God. You think about Jesus. Would Jesus have far preferred not to have gone to the cross? He said as much. If you will take this cup, if you will take this cup, Father, yet not my will, but yours be done. And let's think about what happened. Jesus took the cup. He went to the cross. He suffered a suffering that nobody can imagine. You see, he didn't just die on the cross. He died on the cross with all of our sins in him. That's a... mm. (laughs) But three days later, he came out of that tomb, and he's at the right hand of the Father. See, he had to go through some suffering, but hallelujah, praise God, it's okay. It's okay like it's never been before. Because... He struggled for us. We go through some things. We're going to go through some things. But guess what? Because of him, the freedom, the freedom, we're free from struggles. Yeah, we got to go through them, but praise God, it's okay. <laughs> Can't keep saying it. It's okay. I got, it's okay. It's okay. Why the name Nightbird? Why did she pick that name? <laughs> Here's what she said. I want to be this way even when I'm in the middle of a dark time and there's no signs that it will end. I want to be the bird that sings into anticipation of the good things that I trust are coming. That's pretty awesome. In the darkest night, if you walk out and you hear that bird singing, that's her because the bird knows, guess what? Morning is coming. Oh, it might be dark right now. But praise God, morning is coming. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Morning is coming. (laughs) Philippians 3, 20 through 21. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. We, and he will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power which he will bring everything under his control. Oh, it might be dark now, but morning is coming. Amen, morning is coming. Freedom, wow, freedom. That's freedom when you have that and you understand that and you know that. It doesn't matter what you're going through, freedom. And then there was when she said, if you heard her, I told Robert, I want to make sure we got that. I got a 2% chance. 
And then she goes, better than zero. Wow. And she said, I just wish everybody, I just wish everybody could get that. It's going to be okay. How often do we hear, there's a 75% chance it's going to rain today, so we cancel everything. How about the 25% chance it's not going to rain? You getting it? Mm. Whew, it's going to be okay. She's 30 years old. She may not be alive tomorrow. But she has fully grasped that it's going to be okay. If she's not alive tomorrow, she'll be alive tomorrow. In a whole new world, in a whole new place. All right? Right? Mm. Can we get that? We need to start living, y'all. Come on. And then there was this quote. <laughs> it summed it all up. You can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. I'm going to tell you what. If you wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy, you ain't never going to be happy. Because it's going to be hard some days. Hmm. It's never going to be easy. Not saying there aren't some good days. There are, praise God. He, it's great. I'm happy. But when you wake up and your toe, toe hurts because you got the gout, that ain't fun. Come on now. When your kids act like they ain't got no sense. Hey, kids, love y'all. When you got 20 bucks, but you owe 100 bucks, right? Anybody ever been there? I remember a long time ago going to the ATM and I'd be like, oh, you have to withdraw. You have too much, too little to even withdraw. It's like, you know, you have to, back. I think you could get $10 back then. I don't know if you can now. And you got eight. But it's going to be okay. It is okay. It's okay. It's okay. Why? Because you have freedom. If you got Jesus, you got freedom. It's going to be okay. So you lay your head down in peace tonight, knowing, you know, I might wake up tomorrow with an ache or a pain. Yes, I, that's life. But I'm free. I'm free because of why? Because a man went to a cross. And died for me. We have much to be thankful for. But the, fate, the, the pace of this world we live in, the pace of the life we live, can sometimes squeeze joy from us if we let it. We can walk around with our heads slumped, our shoulders down. It's been a rough month. It's been a, it's been a rough... 2020 was amazing, right? Everybody loved that year, Right? Come on. It was tough. It was tough at times, right? We often search for ways to get through things. Possessions and, and friendships. and That's not the answer. Stuff is not the answer. Because the only thing that's going to remain when it's all said and done is my relationship with Jesus. That's all that's going to matter. Paul knew it. Paul understood it. 
He knew that the only joy in life came through Jesus. And he grasped it. He took it. He understood it. He lived it. He lived it in a jail cell just as much as he lived it free. <laughs> and that's the life that we must live if we're going to be happy. If we're going to truly understand, if we're going to truly live in freedom, we've got to accept Jesus is the only way. He's the only way. And he's the only freedom. <laughs> you know, it is Independence Day. I'm grateful for the many who have fought to provide me a place called America to live and a place where I can come to this church and worship without fear. I appreciate that. I love our military. I love our forefathers who stuck it all out there on the line so that we'd have this place to live. I'm grateful for the land of the plenty. I'm grateful for friends and family. <clears throat> but if we're truly going to be free, we have to grasp that all we need is Jesus. All we need is Jesus. All we need is Jesus. Let's give everyone a stand. You may be here today, you don't know Jesus. You may be listening, you don't know Jesus. I want you to understand freedom doesn't come any other way. For those of us who have Jesus, Are we truly living like we have Jesus? Are you? Are you truly waking up every day living like you got Jesus? Do you have any bit of her faith? Do you? That's pretty awesome though. Do you have the faith that Paul had sitting in a prison cell, writing letters and telling people how happy he was, right? I hope none of us have to go to prison. I hope none of us get a diagnosis like she got. But whatever we're going through, and we all are going through stuff, I hope we will live a life of freedom. When we wake up with that pain in the morning, when we wake up knowing we got a battle to face that day, we wake up with a burden on our heart. How do we respond? How should we respond? Again, I know, you know, there's no doubt that there were days when Paul woke up in that jail cell wishing it wasn't that way. I'm sure Nightbird has woke up more than once wishing the pain was gone. But it's okay. Before we get out of bed, before you get out of bed tomorrow, Jesus said something. He said, put your burden on me. Cast your burdens on me. We need to start doing that. Cast it on him. He, he can handle it. He said, give it to me. I'll take it. We got to wake up every day. Give it to him. 
give it to him every day. And then just get out there and live our lives. And I believe that's exactly what Paul did in that prison cell. Every morning when he woke up, he cast it on him. And every morning I imagine when she wakes up, she casts it on him. And he wants us to do that. It's okay. It's okay. Give it back to him. Get out of bed. Let your light shine. Let your light. And when she walked out, you could just see a glow, couldn't you? I mean, she, you know, it's like, wow, something, something special. Because she casts it on him. And she lives her life, even though her life might only have a little bit left. Boy, she's going to live it. Paul lived it. Paul lived it to the point that even those in charge of guarding him got saved. Hallelujah. Let your light shine. Let's pray. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your, your light. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us that we have freedom like we can't even begin to imagine, freedom we don't even grasp. I pray for each one of us, though, that we would start understanding more and more each and every day how free we truly are, how blessed we truly are to have you in our lives. And no matter what we face, no matter the struggle, no matter how bad it might be, we are okay. We're okay because of you. We have freedom because of you. I pray everybody here, Lord, starts living happy, living happy lives, Lord. Throw it away. Throw out the junk. Cast it all on you. You died for us. You'll take our troubles too. Thank you, Lord, for each one here. I pray and for those watching and those traveling today, Lord, your mercies upon us, Lord, as we celebrate this weekend and freedom here in this great nation. I pray for this great nation, Lord, that you would continue to bless it. Help us turn from our wicked ways, Lord. And focus back on you. Thank you again, Father. For your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you are to us. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. I pray you have a wonderful rest of this holiday weekend. Look forward to seeing you back here.